I just got in an argument with my mom up on Facebook. Now I'm not invited for dinner. Oh, I'm not invited for dinner. It's a comedy podcast, a comedy whatcast, a comedy. Whoa. It might not be the moment you were waiting for, but it is, in fact, a moment. Live from my garage this time. Yes, I upgraded the studios from the car to the garage. It's a comedy podcast. I'm your host, James Hammond, stand-up comedian, new dad, rapper, battle rapper, COVID survivor, podcaster, extraordinaire, uh, many other things as well. Uh, Coffee drinker, big coffee connoisseur. But yeah, this is the show. The whole point of it is I try to make jokes. I just talk about stuff, try to make people think. I don't even really think. Probably just the opposite of thinking. Detach from thinking and just kind of chill, relax, laugh, and try to have a good time because, you know... I don't think we laugh enough in this world, you know? We definitely don't. The only time you see someone laughing when you're walking down the street is when they're generally a maniac, right? You'd see out front of mental institutions, you see a lot of that. But on the regular, you don't see a lot of people just chuckling or laughing. Even in phone conversations, you know, people are on their phones all the time, but they're not really hearing or seeing anything funny, right? Because you you rarely ever see someone look at a text and just burst out laughing like, I remember back in the day, you'd get a text message, it'd be a picture of something hilarious or some stupid fucking, you know, email with a funny story or a joke of some kind and everyone would laugh. You'd get a good kick out of it, you know, you'd laugh, you'd try not, people would send stuff to each other in class in attempts to get you to laugh at shit, right? Just because you knew you weren't supposed to laugh. That was the big thing. Laughing when you're not supposed to laugh is a pretty fun, that's, that's the best time to laugh, you know, when you're, when you're not supposed to. So, um, with that being said, you're not supposed to laugh this entire time. Do your best not to. Treat it like an assembly at school. You will be sent to the office if you do uh, burst out laughing as well. You're going to be held for attention where uh, I'm going to take all your lunch money. No, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I have no. I just got in an argument with my mom on Facebook. Hence that whole opening song. That's a true story. True story. And I don't like arguing with my mom because she's my mom, right? I love her a lot. She's great. And she's really smart, too. You know, she knows a lot of stuff. But uh, when I posted something, like a Joe Rogan video or some shit, some stupid Joe Rogan video, like, hey, check this out. Pretty interesting interview. And then my mom started just kind of discrediting it, saying, oh, it's been fact-checked. This would be false. This is not true. And, then, and she obviously didn't watch the video either. Just based on what she was saying, you could tell that she hadn't taken it in. So uh, a lot of people just started kind of coming down on her, coming down on my mom. So now I'm torn because I'm like, uh, you know, I, I don't like the fact she didn't watch the video, but I don't want people ripping on my mom, right? So it's just COVID does weird things to, to us as a society, you know? Normally, back in the day, if anyone said, just mentioned my mother's name, I'd start kicking them, you know? Grade one, two, three, four. Hey, James, your mom is, ah, just snap, lose it. You don't ever say my mom's name. No, it's, I don't know what, why. It was a thing back when I was growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, mid to late 90s. Yeah, if someone says your mom's name, you just lose it. Then it got to a point where people would just joke. You know, someone would be like, yeah, your mom did. They'd be like, yeah, you're right, she did. And your mom did that. Oh, really? And then it was just like, who could come up with the weirdest, grossest thing, right? People, people must have just got tired of fighting, right? It used to be you defended your mom's honor no matter what, right? All the time. Could be a friend, foe, anyone says anything, you're thrown down right then. Or they have a chance to take it back, and then you're thrown down. These days, it got to a point where people were like, oh, we just can't. we got to stop. We're just fighting all the time. 
everyone's always insulting our parents or our mother's honor and now you got to fight over it and oh my god it's just it's a long day you know you don't want to fight after a long day okay technical difficulties there jesus bunch of Polacks came out and started talking, you know what I mean? My girlfriend and my neighbor, both Polish. It's very difficult to do a podcast when uh, there's Polish people about yammering away. And it's a tough language to pick up, too. I've tried. I've tried. I, God bless. God bless them. I love the Polacks. They're amazing, resourceful people. They can, uh, they're like, honestly, every Polish person in this group of Polish people I've met is like awesome at whatever they do. They're pros. They fucking work their asses off. But uh, I can't understand them I, half the time. So it's, it kills me, you know, because I'm... What are they talking about? What are they going on? So I, I moved it. Uh, I'm in the back seat of the car now. Relocation of the podcast studios uh, here at the Comedy Podcast. And uh, thanks for everyone out there listening. I did get an awesome message uh, this week from a listener out in Sweden. What up, Daniel? Thanks for the message. I will keep up at it. I'll, I'll keep going. You know, it's just... I was feeling down, kind of down and out about comedy. With all these lockdowns, pandemics, shit's just not going the greatest. And, uh, you know, you get a little message like that from a listener and it makes you feel great. So thanks a lot for uh, tuning in. And um, Sweden, man, you guys, what's going on out there, eh? Uh, you never know. You know, the media over here is kind of portraying Sweden like the bad guys. Like, oh, no, they, they made the bad decision. And, uh, yeah, it's gone horrible for them over there. But how, what's going on over there? Let me know. Give, like, give me a heads up. You know, you could be a correspondent in Sweden for me. The Sweden word on the street, you know? So, no, honestly, because uh, you, you can't trust the media where you're at. I've realized that, you know? So, like, like I've said before many times, uh, many times, not even many times, a uh, many times. You know when you've said something a uh, many times, it's it's too much. But uh, the second local news evaporates, it's done. You're done so, right? You're done. You're done, you know? So you got to keep news as close to the source uh, as possible, and that way you can have a little bit of legitimacy to it. Or it's just all kind of it just turns into a game of broken monkey or my, you know, broken telephone, broken. Mon- I've never. What's broken monkey? Is that a game? Is that a game people play? Oh, yeah. Play broken monkey. It's where we uh, we just uh, they bring a monkey into the schoolyard and then the children let loose on it with a different assortment of weapons, baseball bats and lacrosse sticks and whatnot. Really? Yeah, it's called a broken monkey. No, broken telephone. You know, where you say a word to the person beside you and it goes in a circle. And then by the time it comes back around, the whole thing's different, you know? So that's what I feel uh, news is like the further it gets from uh, the source. I get this. I heard something interesting. This is uh, so the whole argument on the the podcast I was talking about. I was arguing with my mom online. Not a good look. I, I'm, I don't like to do it, you know. Um, but sometimes you feel like you got to, you got to, my mom was the one who told me to stand up for myself, you know. So uh, I'm kind of doing that a bit. But um, nonetheless, uh, this guy, this doctor, I forget his name at the moment off the top of my head, but he was interviewed by Joe Rogan. He was deplatformed for just pointing out that the chairman of the board of uh, Pfizer used to be on the chairman of the board of routers, right? So, and he said, is that a conflict of interest? Right? And he didn't even say it was a conflict of interest, which it obviously is, right? You know, if there's some dude who used to work for the biggest news, when I used to work for news radio, we got our news from routers, you know, we were routers. I could never figure out how to say it right, but uh, you would get the news stories from there. So you'd, you'd go online or, and there'd be a wire service you'd sign up for and you'd get all these news stories and and you're just like awesome, great. But if this dude owns is is also make in you know in bed with uh, you know Pfizer, a big pharma somehow. Then that's ridiculous. Of course, the stories that are coming out 
Are you going to put, are you, you just wouldn't be able to put out stories that are going to financially screw you over. You wouldn't be able to do it. You know, it's against uh, our survival instincts as human beings. You know, you can, it'd be like, you know, me talking, if, if, you know, me talking about how comedy is bad for people. That laughter is horrible. You know, you wouldn't, if I, all of a sudden I like saw an article that said, you know, laugh turns out when people laugh, it actually shortens their lifespan because uh, they breathe really fast and they really quickly. And it's really not good for, I wouldn't go promoting it. Right. I'd be like, ah, you know what? I'm going to leave that one on the shelf. Not going to promote that one on the old comedy podcast kind of against what I do, you know? You know, people, it uh, turns out stand-up comedians actually depress people. You know, it's a new uh, story that just came out. I'm not going to put that out because that's, again, it is, it'd be very difficult for me to put that out. You know, I'm a pretty, I'm, I, I would put it, if, if I actually saw some legitimate shit that said, you know, stand-up comedians depress people, maybe I'd bring it up on the podcast and talk about it. But I just don't see these big farmer guys doing that or, you know, big media guys. You know? And what are we supposed to do about I This, this is literally my... My form of protest right now is doing a podcast, right? Because I, I, a long time ago, I made the choice to to, to be like, okay, I'm not going to burn stuff down because then you're just a crazy dude. And you don't want to be a crazy dude. Even though burning shit down, like, I just imagine myself just... And don't get me wrong. I've <laughs> I've set a, a, couple of, a couple of flames in my day. A couple... Burnt a couple big things down in my life. But um, nonetheless, it was uh, always the wrong things. You know, I never target... I was always pretty bl- blackout drunk. When those things happen, nonetheless, good times. I mean, I'm, no one was hurt, seriously, or injured ever when I did it that I know of. Or no remains were ever found in these uh, horrific fires I set as a child. Um, but moving onward and upward, I, I just feel like, um, what the hell is going on in the world? Why, why are we arguing over stuff like this, right? Like, my... And the thing is, my mom, she didn't watch the video, right? She didn't watch the video. And I wanted her to watch it because she's a smart lady and I wanted to hear her opinion on it. And I, because she's smart, right? And I go, okay, what do you actually think of this? And when she, she but she didn't take it in. She, she made, she fact checked it first. You know, she does this thing and a lot of people do it. They go to a fact checker, you know, the, the fact checking website, not really knowing who, who runs the fact checking website. The fact that I, before back in the day, I don't recall there ever being fact checkers. You know, it was just like, okay, uh, we're going to put a news story out. This is what happened. And then you can think about it, right? And then, you know, do some research. And then if it came out to not be true, it'd be like, oh, we have to report that uh, this news story uh, is not, in fact, true. It was actually uh, not this. And you'd correct yourself. Had to do a couple corrections in news, you know. And um, it's just the way it was. But you didn't need people to... And, and and then here's the thing with fa- the f- I don't, I'm not against checking for facts to make something factual, but if it stops people from actually watching something and taking it in, then it goes, okay, that's not really good. Cause now you're just relying on other people you've never met or seen or even know, right. Just to decide what you're going to watch and what you're going to take in, you know, and these fact checkers, a lot of times, you know, I saw one article, it was like, uh, CEO of Pfizer comes out and says something against the vaccines, right? And uh, it got fact-checked as being false. And it was false because it wasn't the CEO of Pfizer. It was, like, the ex-vice, like, you know, some person high up in the company, right, who came out against it, right? So the CEO fact was... So the whole thing gets discredited as being not true because it wasn't the CEO, but it was someone else high up in the company. 
right? You're the, or ex or the old CEO or the old man, because it's someone else who used to, you know, be involved in the company at a high level. So instead of it actually being like, oh, this story is still legitimate, this person has information and an opinion that should be listened to, it's like, no, 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 the story itself is uh, completely kiboshed. You know, so it feels like we're just being polarized and separated even more. Is it like that in Sweden? Is that what's going on in Sweden? Tell me. I just don't, I'm not sure. You know, you assume that everything's kind of just the same. I, I, I envision most countries that are first worldy. You know, first worldy, I say, because, you know, I just assume it would be like me here, like I'm living, except just a different language. You know, maybe a bit more churches. You assume there's a bit more churches, maybe a bit more brothels. I, I, I picture a lot of brothels in a lot of European countries when I dream of them. I have a lot of dreams with European countries and <laughs> cathedrals and whatnot. Brothels and cathedrals just side by side, hand in hand. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great though. And um, but yeah, so here's I think the whole moral of this story is to try not to argue with your parents on the internet, especially your mom. My dad, he would not stand a chance. Like I can, he can barely type. You know, he's got a great opinions, great thoughts and stuff. But his tech ability to use technology is just like, oh, watch out! Like if it was, oh, you know, it's like when someone's golfing and or playing a sport and they're just so bad at it. And you're, uh, you're like, oh, come on, like, just like, just pick up the ball and get in your golf cart and leave. Like, this is I can't watch this. You're so bad at your at what you do. That's what my dad is like with technology. You know, it's uh, like I've showed him how to use everyone has showed him how to use email. And I think he's finally understood it now. He finally got it. I don't know who actually got it into him, who taught it well, but someone finally got it through to him and he figured out email. But like the Google always confused him. Like, he'd be like, well, there's the bar at the top. You type the WWW into, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's the, you know, the, ta- the, I don't even know what they call that. The, it's just the bar at the top, you know? And he's like, yeah. And then there's what? I'm like, and there's Google search engine. I'm like, yes. He's like, well, what's the difference? I'm like, well, one, you, you type in the exact address, WWW. You know the exact address. The other one, you just kind of search for possible results. And he's like, wow, oh, okay, well, can I just type the, what I, the Google things I want into the, the toolbar, the top, like, no, no, because it won't come up because you got to do the WWs. Like, well, I'm going to try. Yeah, it doesn't work. I'm like, oh, you're not doing hey, Anyway, I won't reenact. Maybe I will just reenact me and my dad talking about him using the phone. It's been a while, though, but he's getting, my dad's getting married. Congratulations to my dad. Jesus. He's, uh, he's uh, 78 now. 77. He's, he's an older guy. 77. And he's getting married again. To a young, you know, uh, a younger lady, so to speak, you know, a 59-year-old or a 58-year-old. Fairly young to uh, to my dad, I guess. Still old to me. But a lovely lady. She's nice. You know, she's not, she's, not, she's definitely not my mom. I'm never going to call her mom. I'll never call you mom. You know? No, but uh, I just, I'm kidding around. She's a good, but I'm not going to call her mom, obviously. But um, she's not my mom, you know? Uh, but... <laughs> Oh man, two Christmases finally! No, uh, it's it's just funny, you know. Uh, I'm a 37, 37 year old man, and it's uh, you know, it still seems strange. I feel like I'm back in high school, you know. Well, son, I'm getting married again, and you know, and, uh, I'm. It's just funny. I don't know why do people why do people continually try to ruin good relationships by getting married? It's insane. Boggles my mind. 
relationship will be going amazing. Just so good. Oh, it's going great. And then what? Oh, let's get married. Oh, yeah. And then the second you get married, you just put a timeline on it. The countdown timer. Like marriage is just the beginning of the end timer. Deep, beep, beep. And this starts going till death, right? Because like, it might go to death. But it's it's a countdown. It's the start of the countdown to the beginning of the end, right? It might only last a couple. It probably only is going to last like four years tops these days, marriages. Yeah. I'm a loyal guy. I can stay in a relationship for a long time because, you know, you go, okay, you know what? It was good. It might be shitty now, but it can get better. Things can go up and down, right? It's, at some point, you though, you just have it when it comes to relationships, you know, you or anything. That's just how I am. I get, at some point, I feel like it's going to be like that with the mandates and all this vaccine lockdown stuff, right? People are like, all right, we'll do it. We'll do it. Then in Canada, it's just going to, we'll be like, what? No, that's it. We're done. Well, we just need the cyclists. If we could get the cyclists to to revolt, you could get any cause figured out. You know what I mean? They're a, they're a group of people that are angry. They're fast. They're in great shape. You know, they're quick. They know how to get around the city. They know what's up, right? So they're. I feel like what if there is going to be a revolution, the cyclists are going to be a big part of it. So, hear me now. Uh, my cyclist people, I can't really cycle too fast. I, I I cycle, but I get I'm I'm that guy who like people always come up behind me like on your right or on your left, passing on your left, ding ding ding. It's funny when I lived in Toronto. Sometimes I'd bike around and I wouldn't have a a bell a bell on my bike, and I'd bike up the path and I'd be like on your right, on your right, ding 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 ding, and I'd just go ding ding ding, and people were like, what? It worked though. No one ever called me out for it. No one ever said, hey, are you just making a, a dinging noise with your mouth or do you have a real bike bell? Actually, it's fake. I'm just making it with my mouth. I thought so. We're going to have to give you a ticket for that. You know, I like get pulled over by bike cops or something. Never had it happen. Never been called out for it. But I do. The, I, it's it's fun. It's fun to do the dinging of a bike bell. If you never have done it, just uh, go for a bike ride. Toss your bike bell away. Throw it in the trash. Throw the trash in the garbage. Throw the garbage to the to the curb, let it get picked up by the garbage truck, let it get taken away, and then use your bicycle and uh, make the bell yourself. It just brings you back. You'll be a kid. Ding, 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 ding. You can't, you can't, like, you can't. It's hard to do with a frown. Ding, ding. Yeah, you, it's not the same. Ding, 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 ding. I'm frowning and saying ding at the same time. It's tough. To, it, it's tough to say ding with a frown. Uh oh, I just snorted. Uh oh, uh oh, mucus. It's like, but no one knows, no one remembers mucus, right? Mucus has existed for a long time, but these days, if anyone hears or catches wind of the, of any kind of mucusy thing going on, it's like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? You trying to give us all COVID? You got mucus going on. Back off. You're like, okay, I'm just a human being. Mucus is just part of it. Nah, 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 nah. You gotta, you gotta go isolate for four. You gotta, you gotta go isolate by yourself for fourteen days in society. That's a thing that can happen. You gotta just go be by yourself for fourteen days. Why? Because you're sick. You know, we used to take care of sick people. Remember that? I'd be like, hey, you want some chicken soup and ginger ale? Not anymore. Now it's like, okay, you got to go be by yourself. Go. Get at it. Go be alone. That's what's best for you. It's not going to cause you to be depressed. 14 days alone is tough. Like in jail, like that's a, that's a fucking term. You know, I don't even know. That, that's an amount of time. 
in jail. I mean, it's amount of time outside of jail as well, but inside of jail, like solitary confinement, 14 days by yourself. That suck. Yeah. I've been, I was, I've been in a drunk tank by myself. I mean, I mean, not really by myself. You could yell down to the people in the cells beside you like, Hey, what's up? You don't have these, you know, really degenerate conversations. Shut up. I'm trying to sleep. Fuck you. Oh, I'll kill you when I get out of here. Oh, sure, buddy. Whatever. You know, just stuff like that. But, uh, good old drunk tank convos. It's the best. Good old drunky drunk tank. Used to be my nickname. But, um, yeah, on the show, the, the comedy, I, I, I don't got, uh, too many comedy shows coming up. I had a rap battle I was going to do, but that got canceled because of COVID. A couple of the rappers had COVID. Uh, hopefully, I hope them a swift recovery. Blessings to all of them. And, uh, but yeah, no real, I actually, I got one or two comedy things coming up in the, in like a month, but I, I, who knows what's going to happen. Everything I, I have keeps on getting pushed forward, pushed forward. But anyway, if you do want to book a comedian for a show of any kind, hit me up, James Hammond comedy at hotmail.com. That's James Hammond comedy at hotmail.com. And yeah, I can do, um, at generally Ontario. I do fly out for shows or bus out, travel out, drive out, whatever you need. But generally the southern Ontario, northern Ontario kind of regions is my uh, it's my preferred spot, you know? Uh, yeah. Also, if you want some uh, audio or video comedy messages, uh, that's uh, a new thing I'm doing. Send, you can send them as gift to people. You, you just give me information on someone, and then I will do a comedy routine specifically for them and what they like. I won't speak like a radio host during it though. Specifically, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll give them all the, the the stuff they really love. Specifically, I won't talk like a radio host as I do it. I'll just uh, yeah deliver the goods. But uh, anyway, on the show, jokes. I haven't even really said a single goddamn joke, have I? You know, um, what did the whore say to the pimp? Nothing. She was dead in the trunk of his car. Ha ha ha! That's not funny. What's going on? I, it's hard to write a joke on the spot. You know. Why is there a children's seats in the car? Because they kept on dying in the regular seats. Am I right, folks? Okay, horrific. That's not funny. That's just a fact. That is why there's children's seats. <coughs> well, mucus. Mucus. Oh, got to be COVID. It's mucus. You hear that, folks? Yeah, it, hurt. it sounded a little COVID-y. A little covid you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, what about water bottles? More like destroying the earth bottles. Yeah, yikes. That's not funny at all. That's actually what's going on. I mean, it's tough. I'm telling you, folks, comedy. It's uh, I'm trying to stick to go on about anything but COVID. All right, they call it a fender bender. More like it's mess with your insurance bender. <laughs> oh gosh, shoot me in the mouth right now, please. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna keep going until I hit gold. I got a okay. I um, at my house, I got a garage. All right, but there's no garage door on it, so it's just like a. An opening into an ominous workshoppy area that then leads into my house, right? And it's covered in plastic wrap. So my whole house inside has plastic over the windows to keep it warm, and there's plastic on the garage. It is my entire living space just looks like a Dexter kill room. That's what it looks like. If you walked into my house, you would think, oh no, like I've walked into a serial killer's abode and I'm about to get taken out, right? It's just, it, it, you, and I would, I, under, I understand it. I feel like that when I walk into my own house. You know, there's except it doesn't look nearly as good as if as when uh, Dexter does it. He he's a very, you know, um, what's the word? You know, he's kind of like a 
he's a tight wad, right? You know, he's very precise, you know, with the stuff he does. So he's got his plastic all lined up perfectly. I got duct tape and staples. There's holes in the plastic. Like the blood splatter would leak leak through for sure. I'm looking at it right now. It's it's a, it's a it's a sloppy job. I did it in the middle of I set up the the garage uh, blockade. It's a big. It's just like a bunch of two by fours with this uh, semi see through plastic that's working as my garage door here. Right. So it's it just it looks it looks pretty horrific. You know, I'm surprised my uh, landlord hasn't said anything. He hasn't talked to me all too much ever since his workshop burned down. I think it's it's hit him pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> There was a big fire here, actually. Big, big, big fire here at the old homestead. It was pretty intense. Big fires. Always a fun... It makes you just... It makes you just want to, you know, either be an arsonist or be a firefighter. One or the other. And fighting fire, it's tough. It's just you shoot... You're really... There's no such thing as a firefighter. There's just someone who sprays water on stuff. You're a water sprayer. Water sprayer, commander. I'm a commanding... Yeah, firefighter sounds cooler. It does. I'm a fighter of fire. I'm a sprayer of water. Not the same. You know, it's not the same jingle to it. It doesn't have the right jangle. You know when something jangles good, you just got to go. And firefighter is a type. You, you could just get, back in the day, you know, 18 to 24, you tell a girl you were a firefighter. Oh, bam, you are all up in there. You know, is that a, does that still happen? Do people still bang anymore? Since COVID, like, do, do people go out to bars, meet, and then it's like going bang? Does that still happen? That used to happen quite frequently. Post COVID, just you know, I'm in a relationship now, so I, I don't know. I'm too afraid to go downtown to Toronto and find out because I'm just, uh, you know, uh, I'm an ex degenerate. You know, you don't want to get too close to all the, the, uh, the you know, the booze and whatnot, the drugs. You know, you get you get drawn back into your degeneracy, and all of a sudden you're just. Fucking, I'm like, I feel like Frank the Tank some days, cause you know, I can have a couple of drinks, I'm good, but then you just get past a certain point, and you're like, yeah, it's just part. It's like, yeah, we're going all night, we're partying now. It's, it's um, it's a, uh, it's a poison, it really is alcoholism. Somehow we're so cool with it though. Right? We're just like, yeah, whatever. Every person drinks. If you don't drink, you're a loser, right? That's you don't partake in uh, the degeneracy of society. What's wrong with you, right? Get a life. You know, it's funny. Really, it's funny. How did it get so normalized? How did booze get that normalized? Yeah, and hangovers. Like, how the fuck did anyone? Like, how did someone not like the first person to drink just wake up the next day and be like, "Oh my god!" Like, that's how good it was, right? Maybe they they probably got laid in a cave somewhere, you know, up against a rock or some shit. Maybe they got some juniper, you know, or uh, some uh, pine needles, some cedar brush. Laid it down in the cave to make sweet love to some um, cave lady. Who knows? Whatever. They woke up the next day. Obviously hung over, right? But the, the, how did they, the, the drinking just not stop right there after the first bad hangover? Like, ah, oh, no, we're not doing this again. This is the worst. We feel horrible. It's like, yeah, this is so stupid. You know? We, we can't drink anymore. We just keep waking up. Fucking vomiting our guts out. I'm vomiting up blood. I literally, I'm shitting blood and I'm vomiting blood. It's coming out my nose. I think I coughed and blood came out my eye. All right. That's how much I drunk last night. You know, I don't know what's going on. Blood's coming out every goddamn orifice in my body. All right. And uh, we're ending it. We're never drinking again. But no, but somehow it kept going. Right. Hard drink. And man, I went on for years, years of blackout drinking. I remember like up until about maybe what? 
Like, I had a couple blackout drunks in high school. Not too many. But after about 24, 23, most times I drunk. Not most times, actually. But, you know, you just get through a stage where you were just like, if you drink, you were blacking. You were blacking out hard. Just pat, like, what? What's what, you waking up in your, your bed the next day? Like, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Wow. Jeez, what, what a night. Just forget. It, it was It was like... <sighs> You were Jason, for about a minute of the day, you're like Jason Bourne. You have no recollection of anything. You're like, I know my name, James Hammond. That's it. I know nothing else about myself. Where am I? Is this my house? It looks like my house. There's pictures of me here. Okay, yeah. And then, I, this, and then it just comes back to you, right? You know? You ever, you ever just wake up in a house that's not your own? That's always fun. Waking up in a stranger's abode. It's happened to me a couple times. Okay, and I'm like, was I invited in? Just on a couch. On a couch. In a basement. One time I woke up, there was just like literally 15 people on the floor. All the guys, girls, all passed out everywhere. I passed out on this couch. Like the main couch in the place. It was funny. It was, it was, there was this, uh, this big couch, and then there's these two love seats, And then like a lazy boy. And I was on this big, huge couch sprawled out. And there was all these people on the, the ground, like around me, below me. I, felt, I woke up, felt like... Kind of felt like a king a little bit because I was elevated and they were on the floor underneath me. You know, not to say I don't think they were underneath, but yeah, I, I, sometimes you just, I woke up, I was elevated. I was like, what's going on? Am I a fucking king? No, where am I? Oh, shit. But I felt like a king for a second, you know, like very high, elevated up. And then, you know, I was just like walking through. It was like walking through a living room of passed out people trying not to, to step on anyone. You know, you're like, okay, I don't want to hurt anybody. It's a fun game. Pretty fun game. It's like a human obstacle course. It could be, uh, could be a new thing. Next on uh, TSN. Next on the Shitty Sports Network, uh, we're gonna have the human obstacle course. People just lie down, and you gotta jump over. So it's a good time. Anyway, what was I thinking about? Um, I was talking about what do I remember? Oh yeah, I, I was doing that a while back. What do I remember? You know, from history. Because there's a lot of funny stuff in uh, Pat in the past, is there not? And uh, I was thinking of grade five. That's a big year. Grade five. I moved to Clive Street in Guelph, Ontario. From Ann Street to Clive Street. Switch schools from Victory School to Waverly Drive. Public school. Yeah, I started going there and... A lot of stuff in grade five. I remember my, my teacher was Mr. Volpe, RIP. I think he passed away. If not, good. Hope you're still kicking, buddy. But he was like a short. He was. I was almost as tall as him. He was like five two, five three. But this guy could jump. He could almost slam dunk. He he could slam dunk a ball on a real basketball net. Right. That's how good his hops were. Huge, huge calves. This guy had massive calves. Fucking kick a hole right through a cow, you know, this guy was just, he was brilliant, you know, his calves would just sit, you sat there in awe, you were like, wow, it was a, it was, he was great calves, I remember specifically, one time I did this prank, it was bad, he left the classroom, and then as a joke, for some reason, like, he had a pop can at the top, front of the class, that he was drinking, we weren't allowed to drink pop in the class, and that always bothered me, he had a pop, all right, and it was a Coke, and he was drinking it at the front of the class, and he left the class, go to the bathroom, and I went up to the front, and I go, hey, everyone, watch this, I'm going to spit in his Coke. And then, like, I put my hand in front, and I went, like, I pretended to spit, and of course, I didn't spit. I'm not a horrible person. I didn't spit in the Coke. 
but I pretended to. And then I went and I sat back down and everyone's like laughing. And then like he comes back in and he's just like, yeah, then he goes to take a sip. And this girl's like, Mr. Volpe, don't do it. He's like, why? He's like, James, bad in your Coke. I'm like, oh, what a fucking bitch. Because I didn't even do it. It was just supposed to like, I did it to make people think that like, I, I, was, I thought, I don't know. It was, I thought it was a good prank. It was a fairly decent prank. Because not only did I prank, there's, it, it, it's just a, it's like a meta prank. It works on a couple levels, you know? And, uh, anyway, he got pissed off. He was fucking feeling me, grabbing, grabbing me by my ear. And he tried to pull me out of the class, but he couldn't really move me because I was probably the same weight as him, if not a bit more. I was a heavy chunker in grade five. And he's like, come on. It was like, he looked like Mario, like a little dwarf version of Mario trying to pull you around. Nice guy, though. He was a great te- good teacher, too. And he pulled me in the hallway and he was like, what, what did he spit in my, I'm like, no, I never, I did it as a joke. I pretended to, I've never actually did. And he's just like, all right, well, you owe me a Coke. Right. So I had to go to a pot machine and buy him a Coke and he was fine with it. And I'm like, that girl, and he's like, ah, that girl's kind of a bitch, eh, for telling on you. She's like, I can't believe, she's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. He made fun of her for telling on me. I'm like, he didn't call her a bitch, I don't think. In my in my brain, that's exact, the exact words he said, but I know he didn't say, let's see, what the, he's. You know, just is like, yeah, she's, I can't, it's, it's not very nice that she told on you. That's very, um, it's never good to be a rat. Never good to be a snitch. Snitches get stitches. Stabbed up. That's his, his exact words, I believe. Yeah. Grade five teacher told me, yeah. Then he offered me help stomping her out afterwards. He said, hey, do you want, you want help? <laughs> you want me to help you stomp out that girl after class for, uh, for ratting you out? It's a good teacher. You know, he instilled really good morals and values and uh we uh we bonded really well that day after uh maliciously uh, attacking that that young girl for uh telling telling me um telling on me yeah we hurt her fairly badly no we did not as this horror i don't know why is that funny is that funny T- tell me is that a, a, a funny thing to hurt young children no it's not funny at all but you got here's as a dad I I could never hit my own daughter. I could never hit him. I could never never hit her. I could never, and I never like would hit kids anyway. I always loved kids. I was the fun of wrestling uncle. You know, ah, the kids would attack me, and I'd wrestle them down. Whoa, you know, kids don't do that anymore though. You know, they all got cell phones. No kids like to wrestle anymore. They got cell phones. They go, yeah, that's it. That's all I need. It's my celly. You know, and uh, yeah, but uh. Yeah, I think it's funny to to make jokes about stuff you never do. Like, you know, like what I just said. What was I talking about? Beating up children of some kind, I think. Now, if a bunch of kids attacked you and you couldn't get out of it, obviously you got to do it. You have to defend yourself. But grade five, that's what I was talking about. It was a, it was a, a, a good year. Good year for stuff to happen. You know, I remember there was this one kid in a track and field. Right? He was pretty large, fairly large guy. I won't see his name. It was like Edward or Anthony. Anthony was his name. And he, <laughs> I won't say his name. I did totally say his name. But he was so big, man. He was like three times the size of every other person in our, in, uh, our grade. He's a massive dude. Massive, massive, massive dude. And he got allowed out. He got allowed to not do gym class or not do track and field. Got like the doc. The doctor sent him a note like, "Yeah, he's on his medication and he can't do physical activity. It's bad for his knees." It's like this kid. You're just dooming this kid to a life of fatness, really. Not even like good healthy fatness, like John Goodman 
fun loving fatness, but like, you know, really unhealthy, bad fatness, you know? Anyway, so uh, as soon as he, so he was out and when track and field came along, he wasn't there. And all of a sudden I was the chubbiest kid. I was the fat kid. Everyone's like, hey, James, with uh, Anthony out uh, here, you're kind of uh, the fat kid now, aren't you? I'm like, I'm not fat. I'm like, literally, I'm winning like second and third place in, the, in like almost every event here. I got I got first place on 100 meter dash in a couple of the, the events. I got to go to tr- the city track for that. And uh, that was great. Sorry. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I got to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I was a, a fat kid. People chanted blubber jets. When I ran the 100 meter dash, blubber jets, blubber, because they're like, James, how do you run so fast? I'm like, well, I just put on the blubber jets because I'm so fat. Like I said it condescendingly, like as a joke. I'm like, you know, because I got so much blubber behind me. I just starts moving blah, 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 and you can't stop. And I guess it was kind of right. Like at my once I get going, my momentum starts picking up and like the fat of me moving. The guy. I don't know if it was true, but it felt like it, it helped with the run. But um, yeah, the blubber jets kicked into gear and I was the fat kid. I just, uh, but only that day on track and field when he was gone. Then the next day we'd see him in school and it was fine. But like anytime Anthony wasn't there, all of a sudden, and there was another guy who is just, who is a lot fatter than me. He was just really, really nice and quiet and no one picked on him because he was a super nice guy. You know, people would be like, you're fat. He's like, yeah, you're right. I am. I'm going to work on it. Sorry. Like, Jeez. Like, come on, buddy. Like, I feel bad. I would never, I, I personally was never the guy who'd make fun of people like that. Like if someone made fun of me, I'd make funny, like I was I, in good, in good fun, good, wholesome hearted fun. I would insult people like, you know, your mother's a whore, like stuff like that. You know, we're like, you know, your dad doesn't love you. Just, you know, good, wholesome jokes. No, like I wouldn't say stuff like that, but I'd say things like whatever, you know, just someone would say something, you say it back. It was all, but I never would try to hurt people's feelings. Right wasn't like a bully. I couldn't stand those people who would be like, yeah, this person said this. Aren't they an idiot for saying what they said? <laughs> I feel like, uh, uh, cool for pointing out the stupid thing this person said. Uh, you're just like, shut up. People like that annoy me. Do they exist anymore? They used to exist. Those people who would just always tell you the worst story about someone just in hopes of making them look cool. And it's like, you just told me a shitty story about a person. Why would I like you now? You know? I don't like it. I mean, if it was a great story, I'd be like, awesome story. But if you're just like, yeah, this person uh, did this dumb thing, you're like, well, you just told me a story about a person doing a dumb thing. Like, why? Is that supposed to impress me? Am I really? Unless it's really dumb or really funny, right? That's great. But usually it's not even that dumb or funny. It's just like, yeah, he, he cheated on his test. And uh, isn't it bad that he cheated? And you're like, I shut up. Like, I don't even know. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. I'm kind of on a, I was on a rant. I'm getting a little ranty. You know, it's getting cold in the car. I think that's what it is. You know what? I think I got to call the show quits. I'm going to have to bring up grade five next time. The continuance of grade five next episode of the comedy podcast. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I hope you had a laugh, a chuckle. Maybe, uh, maybe you just think a little differently about your world around you, you know, like, a after a horrific ayahuasca experience or something like that but uh yeah much love to everyone who listened love and blessings to everyone out there thanks for tuning in might not have been the moment you were waiting for but it was in fact a moment this has been the comedy podcast i've been your host james hammond uh make sure to yeah tell your friends about it spread the word and uh yeah take care covid 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 Come and go, big, go, 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 go.
<laughs> oh, stop recording, goddammit. It's one of those days I can't work technology.